This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Tuesday, June 7th, 2011. I'm Caleb Brown. Robert Gates is a popular guy these days, showered with praise for his tenure as Defense Secretary. Justin Logan, Associate Director of the Cato Institute's Foreign Policy Studies, says Gates' tenure should be judged by his policies, not myths. A lot of people have been sort of trying to recap the record of uh, Robert Gates' tenure as uh, Defense Secretary. How do you how do you evaluate both the the standard line and and Gates's tenure? Right. So Secretary Gates has been getting plaudits actually for years about his service as Defense Secretary. Um, and to start with, probably the biggest thing he had in his favor was not being Donald Rumsfeld. Donald Rumsfeld was associated intimately with uh, a White House and an administration that was increasingly detached from reality on the ground in Iraq in particular. And Rumsfeld, just as a sort of uh, uh, personal aspect of his character, seemed in many instances to relish antagonizing the press corps. Uh, He had a combative sort of affect. And the juxtaposition of his, again, sort of affect against Gates, who came off very conservative personally, soft-spoken, and who in his confirmation hearing before the Senate answered a question about Iraq, uh, whether or not the United States was winning in Iraq, keep in mind this was 2006, with two words. He said, no, sir. And that, I think, caused a lot of commentators to conclude that Gates was a new brand of secretary. And on a sort of superficial level that's divorced from the policies that the secretary served, that's certainly true. Stylistically, he was quite different than Donald Rumsfeld. And even on some policy aspects, he was different than Rumsfeld. But the over-the-top effusive uh, praise that he's been getting, being called the best secretary of defense ever, uh, the author of one of the bravest defense budgets in history, we thought was overblown. So we attempted not to say that Gates uh, uh, was one of the worst defense secretaries or anything like that, but just to juxtapose his actual record as it pertained to policy against these effusive plaudits that he had been getting from the commentariat. How brave was his uh, defense budget? Well, overall, we don't think it was very brave at all. Um, Secretary Gates uh, accurately described uh, what he termed as a gusher of defense spending uh, that opened up after September the 11th and somehow got the press corps to swallow hook, line, and sinker the idea that he had, in fact, turned that gusher off. That's simply not true. Uh, Every defense budget that Secretary Gates has submitted, uh, whether one includes or does not include supplemental spending, the spending on America's current wars, has been bigger uh, than the previous budget. During the 1990s, when there was a a peace dividend um, from the end of the Cold War, military spending went down by roughly 25 percent. So it, it is possible that the defense budget can be cut, but despite Uh, media commentary that indicates uh, defense spending has been cut. Gates has presided over defense cuts. Uh, He simply has not. Uh, And there are a number of other things that we talk about uh, in the essay, which is available on Foreign Policy Magazine's website, um, from the sort of deification of counterinsurgency warfare and the general continuance of America's grand strategy uh, that we think are, in fact, foolhardy. One of the criticisms that Ben and I got on the piece uh, was that we didn't really grade Secretary Gates on a curve, 
many commentators say that uh, uh, no American defense secretary has actually been very good. So in this universe of individuals, Secretary Gates fares rather well. And Ben and I sort of disagreed with that. Uh, we, we, we confess uh, to being tough graders, uh, but we think both, uh, number one, that's sort of the role of public intellectuals is to, to, to say how things should be, not to, to take into account political reality, uh, as some people uh, urged us to have done. Um, but we think, in fact, policymakers should be judged in large part uh, in light of the policies that they promoted and pursued. So we didn't uh, judge Secretary Gates on a curve, uh, but rather uh, uh, sort of used his, his record as a jumping off point to critique the policies that he pursued. So that was one criticism that we got a lot that we think wasn't very well grounded, both you know, in terms of what we should be doing as, as think tankers uh, discussing American public policy. Um, and we don't think it, it, it does a very good service to uh, uh, the legacy. You shouldn't judge how someone executed policies if it's a policymaker. You should judge the policies themselves. Uh, policymakers, after all, have influence over the policies that they pursue. If Secretary Gates had, for example, opposed surging into Afghanistan, presumably that would have bore somewhat on the policy outcome. Instead, he supported uh, tripling the number of U.S. troops in Afghanistan. We think that was a bad decision. Uh, so we judge Secretary Gates uh, uh, sort of in isolation from the other defense secretaries. And I think you can make a fairly robust case that as far as at least recent American defense secretaries go, Gates wasn't all that bad. What we were trying to do was to juxtapose his actual policy record against, again, these gushing, over-the-top plaudits that he had been receiving, actually, for years. Justin Logan is Associate Director of Foreign Policy Studies at the Cato Institute. You can read his recent co-authored piece on Secretary Gates at Cato.org.